Hello and welcome to WellBites, a Michigan Wellness Council podcast. Our mission at Michigan Wellness Council here is to inspire implementation of leading workplace wellness strategies through thought leadership and education. And in this podcast series, we interview people in the field to offer different perspectives and insights. I am Rita Patel, the Executive Director of Michigan Wellness Council and your host. Today, I'm going to speak to Dr. Wendy Lynch. She will be facilitating our pre-conference workshop this year on September 18th, entitled Get to What Matters, Tools to Transform Your Conversations in the Workplace and Beyond. She's also the co-author of the book with almost a similar title called Get to What Matters. Um, and uh, Dr. Lynch is an um, insightful sense maker and has worked to translate big data to apply in the different fields of human capital management, human resources, and healthcare. That work has led her to a deep understanding of meaningful, conversation, meaningful conversations and its role in successful interactions in the business field. Welcome, Wendy. How are you today? I'm very well. Thanks, Rita, and thanks for having me. Uh, we're so happy to have you here today, and we're really excited to bring you here in person um, to do the pre-conference training in September. Um, and um, I'm hoping that today people get a better understanding of your work and what you do and um, uh, why it matters. So um, uh, how about we get started where um, you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this work of um, what I'm calling meaningful conversations. Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, I, I'm a nerdy scientist. <laughs> and um, when you grow up as a nerdy scientist, uh, you have a tendency to be a know-it-all, which um, other know-it-alls will know what I mean. And <laughs> so I, I needed to understand uh, about my communication style as much or more than anybody. And I happened to work with a person who was uh, the perfect uh, collaborator to help me learn these things, and she became a mentor, and she's the co-author on, on the book that you mentioned. And uh, because I work in um, scientific areas and research areas in corporate health, I made the discovery that when I used these communication skills with my research clients, it actually probably had a bigger effect on the work that I did and how satisfied my clients were than any technical skill that I had. So uh, when I was thinking about what I would like to do as I wind down my career, I decided that in addition to doing that research work, it would be great to share these, these tools and skills. Hmm. It's so interesting. Um, the, the way you're communicating is so uh, essential, and sometimes we don't think about it. Yes. I, it, I was thinking about this yesterday. I did a training, <clears throat> and they were all very high-level, successful professionals, and yet some of the simple things that we can apply, like using specific word choices or uh, helping somebody know that a question is coming by framing it. There are some just basic things that aren't hard to do, but we've never been taught them. So yeah. it's, it's just not a, a common thing that we learn. 
Yeah, it's like it's almost like uh, walking or breathing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we do it all day, every day. It doesn't mean that we do it well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you talked about how um, as you're winding down and and uh, uh, what you want to want to focus on as you're doing that as you move forward. So um, I wanted to ask a little bit more, like, uh, what is um, <clears throat> Like, how does this look, what does this look like, um, your current role and um, doing this type of work? And um, uh, how does it relate to uh, a workplace culture or, or even well-being if it affects that? Right, right. Well, I still straddle the two roles that I play. One is doing um, analytical consulting in human capital and and then on my other role is to promote meaningful communication. And in some ways, that seems like a really odd combination, but in other ways, it, I really don't think it is. Because I think anyone contributes to a better culture by connecting with other people in an authentic way. And you know that from the work that you do uh, mm-hmm. in terms of connecting people to their stories. So effective leaders know that we get the best out of people when those people feel acknowledged and seen and heard and respected. So when we think about the human capital side, the human capital consists of a person's skills, motivation, and health. And when we help people develop themselves in all of those areas and grow as people, it generates value for them as well as for the organization. So by helping people communicate, which is really connecting them in a respectful way, uh, I hope it enhances um, their role in the organization and um, that it can contribute to better culture. So it's um, <clears throat> the way I'm hearing it, it uh, what, I, what I sense, it's like really getting at the, at the core of who we are and what we want. And it's it's a way to unlock that potential, which affects not just the personal, but the overall, um, I guess, uh, the workplace community. uh, 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 So that's the culture and well-being and all of that. Is that that right? Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, being in this field of workplace uh, wellness, well-being, um, uh, there there are different approaches that people have and uh and how and what they focus on and um you know it's it started out very much focusing on like the physical aspect of our um yeah. and uh um so and what I, I I see what you're doing as 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 vi- as just as vital if not more, and I'm wondering from what you see and um what you're doing and who you interact with like what what are um, what are some trends and like what we focus on, what people are thinking about in the field and in the near and long term that um, that is affecting just the overall workplace? Yeah. Right. Um, I actually attended Fusion 2.0 in the fall. It was a conference in Minneapolis, and it was a really interesting experience. I've been going to conferences for 30 years, so. Uh, I, I felt almost as if I'd seen it all mm-hmm. and you see the same things all the time. 
But this conference felt almost too good to be true because you were surrounded by people whose real interest uh, is making the workplace more human. And it actually, because my colleague and friend Chuck Reynolds was there, it actually led to us uh, starting a blog called The Heart of Human Capital, and we're collaborating on that. Um, and so I don't think it has gone mainstream yet, but I do think that there is this shift toward a focus on purpose and respect and cultivating individual value. And I, I do think that that trend is going to continue. So that's one. What's interesting is on the flip side of that is we're also seeing a revolution in uh, big data approaches to human resources and health, which you would think would be essentially counter to that whole human side. But actually, even though it sounds maybe sterile and futuristic, it's really leading us to um, understanding that we can't isolate any one aspect of the workplace from all the others. So we can't separate work injury from training, from culture, or performance, or compensation, or disability, or wellness, mm -hmm. because they all affect each other. And the ability to put all the data together is helping us understand that we can't operate in silos at all. So whether you're doing skills training or you're hiring or you're evaluating performance or you're implementing programs, their effects are really small compared to the bigger holistic view of the organization as a whole. So we actually wrote an opinion piece about that last week in our blog. And in some ways that can feel threatening because uh, you can no longer be a little isolated piece that stays separate. Mm -hmm. uh, in other ways, it's a real opportunity for every group to identify their true value and their true place within this massive ecosystem that we're starting to understand. So, <laughs> excuse me. It's, it's, so I, I hear that um, the, it's focusing more on the human, like the human as a person, uh, mm -hmm. and then um, this whole uh, kind of systems approach that we, we are, uh, uh, I, I hope this captures it, that we're all in it together and we cannot yes. not be in it together. Right. Um, it's really understanding that and so we can't, um, we can't, we can't operate in our own bubble anymore. Um, if we really right. truly want to make an impact, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you can't, um, if you have a lousy culture, providing people with a little bit of skills training isn't going to fix that. Right. So I, it's, yeah, it, we have to think about it as holistic, and there isn't a program in the world that is going to help people if they're in a toxic environment. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm just thinking about that because um, uh, I, probably along with you and our listeners, um, uh, experience and see that all the time and 
we yeah. don't know what to do. And I think part of the answer is the we. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And understanding what we can impact and what we want to impact and that every day we can have our own individual impact, but it may not be this global impact <clears throat> that is measurable and separate from what's going on in the organization as a whole. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good point. Um, yeah. uh, because we don't want to throw in the towel. <laughs> no. If we, if we can't have the big impact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a long game. So, um, uh, and so, so getting a little bit more specific, is there, um, in terms of communicating um, and, um, and communicating in an authentic way uh, for this type of work, uh, do you, what do you think works well um, and doesn't work well, um, especially when you're trying to invite people um, into, I guess, this different way of thinking? Yeah. 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 So probably the most important thing that I've had to learn personally is that you can never talk someone in to things that they don't want. But you can listen your way into finding what they do want. And when we really hear somebody and respect what their hopes are and their challenges are, then you build trust and they understand that you are um, a, a collaborator with them, not somebody who's trying to fix, um, fix a problem. So if you can listen enough to find what matters to somebody, it may be that today isn't the day that they will adopt something, some activity that you want them to do. But you've started a dialogue and you've started a relationship that can lead to finding other ways that you can be helpful and be that, um, that place that people can find refuge and uh, find companionship and um, build a little culture um, where you are adding to that um, way that we interact in a respectful and healthy way. Hmm. Uh, that's beautiful. I just love what you said. Um, it's like it listen your way into um, understanding what they want. I, th I think yeah. I at least hopefully captured the essence there, like what matters to them. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 it's a, that's a, that's a total flip. And I think how we approach um, a lot of times when we're go to talk to somebody because uh, we think so much about, oh, you want to set the intention yeah. of, of, uh, uh, of what you want out of something, like a conversation, yeah. a meeting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm wondering how many of us do this. A part of the intention is to is to listen, right? Right. Yeah, it's it is a different way of going, especially for a habitual know-it-all like me. Um, we <laughs> and me. we all want <laughs> we all want to share the things that we know and that we're excited about, and we get expertise disease. You know, we 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 want to. Um, be helpful. It, it comes from a positive intention to do that sharing. But people respond best to their own 
ideas, and mm-hmm. people are driven by unique um, beliefs and and values. And the more that we can uh, help them reconnect with those, the more that we help them actually find what they need. And it's hard to prescribe for somebody else. They they know what they need much more than we do. Yeah. Yeah, That so that's leading me into my next question. It's like, you know, how does having um, these types of... Uh, interactions, these conversations, and the way we're communicating, uh, I mean, or the way that you're um, guiding people to communicate lead to well-being in individuals. Yes. Well, the literature on listening, especially on being listened to, is quite compelling. Being heard has positive effects on mood and disposition. It leaves people less stressed and more calm. It has quieting effects when someone is afraid or angry. That's how uh, the people who do interventions after tragedies, they, they, the, main, the main approach is to listen to them and let them debrief and understand what's happened to them by talking. Um, being heard uh, shifts a negative perception so that they feel more positive about the people who are listening to them. Uh, It can build confidence and it helps bond people. So listening is extremely powerful and we don't use it enough. And I I think of it as a superpower. (laughs) So so we can all have this one superpower. We don't have to go to some other planet to get get it. Um, Do you come across, um, I'm thinking about uh, challenges um, that people may have, and um, do you come across uh, uh, people um, asking or responding in this way where they're, they feel like they're not in this culture of doing all the time, like they're not doing anything when they're listening? Um, And and all the examples you gave, um, you're actually doing so much. Um, the, the impact right. is quite vast, as you said, it's a superpower. Um, so how do you address that? Yeah. Well, there's a couple of different ways that we can address it. Um, one is by helping people understand what they are paying attention to and what they are listening for. Because there's actually a lot of action that takes place when you are being a good listener. You have uh, attention to your body language and your eye contact. You have attention to the um, prompts that you might give back. You can uh, become a better paraphraser so that we summarize, as you have been doing to me um, in this interview, and you summarize back to me to see whether you got it right so that I feel heard. You can also help people understand Uh, ways to hear what the other person is saying. There's four or five different things that we uh, can help them listen for, what direction their comments are going, whether it's toward the future or toward the past, Mm -hmm. whether it's toward a a more uh, general level or more specific level. 
So it can be very active, even though it's active in a way that doesn't um, interrupt the other person. It actually encourages the other person. Now that's very enlightening, like uh, because we don't um, experience that um, often in that way. So yeah. listening is, um, you know, hearing you talk about it, it's, it's almost like uh, it's an art you can develop because there's all these facets to it. Um, yeah. And uh, and and you're and like you said, you're active, so you're doing quite a bit. Um, yeah. And I guess the listening is a little bit but like what I said earlier, like breathing and walking. It's like we all do it, but <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> excuse me, are we doing it well? <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I imagine that this is a um, significant part of what you will cover in, um, in the uh, a workshop that you'll be doing uh, as part of the pre-conference. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. We'll be talking about what we're listening for, we'll be practicing different tools that, to let other people know that we're listening and that we understand them. Mm-hmm. And we'll be uh, thinking about different types of questions that help guide a conversation in a constructive direction. You know, one of the uh, uh, common questions that we have that comes up in almost every um, presentation is like, well, how do I um, bring this back to the leaders in my organization? And, um, and so they'll understand that this is a uh, meaningful um, component of how we should do things to, uh, to make a, uh, I guess, a better workplace. And, uh, um, and uh, I'm wondering, I'm, I'm, I, I, you'll be addressing that in, in the workshop training, but I'm wondering if there's yeah. something you can say about that right now. Well, most of the time I encourage people to promote regular activities where constructive dialogue can take place, whether that's adding to meetings that people listen to each other, that we get an opportunity to connect with each other. So there are a variety of different um, approaches to that in terms of how you run meetings or how you um, train people in, in listening, whether it's the tips that I'll be providing or any other training customer-facing employees to really think about what their clients need and to listen to what their clients are, are needing and wanting. And so whether they get those skills from a book like ours, the Get to What Matters book, or some other method, certainly we don't have the, the only approach, but taking a step back and understanding that we don't put a lot of um, effort these days into communication as a whole, but it can be very transformative. Yeah. Um, the, I was talking to someone else yesterday uh, who does a lot of work in appreciative inquiry, mm-hmm. and uh, she mentioned, um, I think it's the CEO of LinkedIn, that said the, what's lacking is what you just said, that we don't put a lot of um, effort around uh, 
the communication part. And uh, yeah. the, the workshops and trainings of the future will really um, be focusing on that because it's obviously vital because we need to connect to each other to do anything um, right. and in a meaningful way. So, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, 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 I guess, um, putting a exclamation point on what you said by um, sharing yeah. that. <laughs> And I think yeah. I think it's a, it's even more essential right now because technologically we are moving further and further away from face-to-face -face interaction. So um, video is getting better, but that's not always as good as being in the room. Audio is getting better, but that's not as good as video. And then we're texting more and more, and uh, we're not learning. And youngsters are using those types of devices more than ever. So we're, you talked about the art of, of learning these things. Some of that is through experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, it may be that it's becoming more crucial than ever that we, that we train people this way. And to, you know, I'm thinking about the question I asked, it's like, you know, how do you, uh, how do you share how meaningful this work is um, in integrating it into um, the, cult, uh, the culture of an organization, and it's it, what I'm hearing is that we get there by actually doing it. You know, ourselves yes. living it. Is that yes? Yeah, yeah. be it um, and and demonstrate it, and ask people to share something and yes. see what kind of an effect that has. Yeah, um, I know from the work that I do that that is very powerful, and um, uh, one of the things is. It, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't take that long to have that transformation in the interaction by uh, applying the methods you teach. I know that yeah. from participating in your workshop. It's like you know, in just the small interactions, it it created a new dynamic between me and other people that led to really wonderful things. So yeah, yeah, it does. If we give each other a chance to yeah. have that space and to get past the superficial. Mm -hmm. uh, automatic answers. Um, it does have. It does make a difference. You know, I had a thought when you mentioned that it's especially important now um, because of um, uh, the rise of the use of technology and the way we're using it, and how how um, integrated in every part of our life that is, and will be more yeah. so. It's like, a, have you? Um, like I'm thinking, uh, your work should be part of a digital health strategy. Um, digital health has become, uh, 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 I guess, a term uh, based on like you know something we need to do in terms of our well-being. Like we need to focus on this aspect. And uh, I don't know if you've had any experience. I was curious. Yeah. I haven't, but I I have seen the headlines that you've seen where uh, I think there's more loneliness in today's teens than and anxiety than there has been in previous generations. And while you can't blame um, technology for all of that, uh, it is easier to feel isolated when you haven't had a meaningful conversation and connection with someone lately. Yeah. So I, I agree that um, it isn't that you can't meaningfully connect through technology, but uh, there is something very special to being heard um, in person.
or audio. Yeah. So, um, so it's a. I think it's an idea that people should think about is combining these <laughs> two yes. um, approaches, especially going back to like how we are um, uh, part of a system. And uh, yeah. Um, so I'm curious about that. So, so I, I can see how technology can be an impediment or, or a roadblock. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for connecting meaningfully, sometimes not. But it, uh, it, it's seen as it, usually that it is. And I'm wondering um, uh, if you can speak to uh, maybe even just styles of communication. Um, for example, like if people are used to speaking in jargon, that can also uh, be a roadblock. If you, or you know, different examples of that to um, how uh, it it takes away from that meaningful communication. Yeah. yeah. So, um, as counterintuitive as it is, um, we have to be genuinely open to the idea that um, people have their own best answers. And when we are experts, we like to think that we have the answer. Um, but we may have the perfect um, type of support, but we don't, we aren't an expert on what the other person needs. So um, I think that when we um, go into a discussion with an intention to convince or sell, um, and we only listen for the things that we want to hear, then that uh, can be a real real problem. And I find that um, people, especially senior leaders, are very aware of attempts to convince them that, that you know more than they do or that you have the one-size-fits-all answer. And they are much more open when they hear honestly that we don't have a solution for X, but, you know, we know other people who do, and we do have um, a solution for why. So um, I, I find that trust comes from us being open and honest about what we do um, and where we think it has value rather than trying to convince. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I think I was just, um, and maybe because I've been having these conversations, like we, we know what we want and we want to convince and um, we also don't want to appear like we don't know. Um, right. And it's like we want to appear perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. um, yes. But perhaps, uh, listening to you, I'm wondering if maybe we should be thinking about it being excellent. And the way to that is like admitting, well, I may not know, but maybe this person knows. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Hmm. You know, what, what we – be clear about what – what we provide and be clear about what value we believe we have without, um, but not starting with that, starting with what their issues and concerns are. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's like if we think about a roadmap that we have in our head, um, you know, the place maybe to start is not at that X, but like a little bit over here and then we can get back there. So. Right. It's a right. different yeah. map. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. We, we need to understand where their, where their journey has been right. and what their backstory is before we try and uh, force them or march them toward where we think their destination should be. I like that, um, you know, the backstory. Like we need to, we definitely need to understand that before we move forward. So it's yeah. a good, um, I guess, a tip uh, to keep in mind um, yes. as shifting in this uh, direction. Um, and, you know, you mentioned um, that you have a blog. Um, I mentioned and you mentioned also that, um, uh, you know, you have a book. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll be doing uh, the workshop here. And um, I was wondering if there's any other resources you can offer up um, or um, that you can point to or, or maybe even um, like a, a tip or two for people um, in organizations or, or not, just people in general who are listening. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Well, we do have the Get to What Matters book, and then we have gettowhatmatters.com with the number two, uh, gettowhatmatters.com, where we uh, share where we will be speaking, um, how to get the book, and uh, we're going to start posting uh, audio snippets with uh, tips and hints uh, ah, perfect. In, in them so that people can uh, work on a particular uh, skill and, yeah. uh, and understand what, uh, why we talk about it that way and what it is that we're um, uh, trying to accomplish with any given question or skill. Mm -hmm. so, um, so I do look forward to joining you uh, in the fall in uh, Michigan. And um, so I'm, I, I think it will be uh, a great day. Yes. It definitely will. I'm very excited. I've been telling everybody, and um, you know, as we uh, as we're heading towards the end of our uh, time here, I was wondering: is there anything um, that you'd like to talk about or add that we haven't covered um, in our conversation today? I don't think so. I think that we've covered a lot of ground, and I uh, appreciate this opportunity uh, to connect with you and. Um, uh, connect with your listeners. Okay, so um, I uh, I will be posting along with this um, recording of the interview uh, links to your uh, book, your blog, um, the website, get to what matters, and um, uh, if anyone wants to reach out to you uh, directly, uh, whether uh, to do a training talk, ask questions. Can they reach you through the um, through the blog and website, or is there another way? Yes, yes, they can reach us through the website. It'll it'll go to I think info at gettowhatmatters dot com. Um, they they can reach out to me. My email's a long one. It's Wendy at lynchconsultingltd.com. dot com, and uh, always happy to hear from people. Okay, great. Um, I'm so excited that we got to talk today. Um, more excited to see you during our <laughs> workshop training for the pre-conference. And um, thank you so much for your time today. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for your interest. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay.